This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 149 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost, the best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So, just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for Bluehost to learn more today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Tech Tuesday. Are you ready for today's episode? Yesterday, I shared that we are going to be talking all this week about the debacle that happened with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. So, Yesterday was episode 148, Reporting on Facebook Use. If your leadership is asking you whether there are any impacts to your business because of the issue that happened, you can follow episode 148's advice on what you should be looking at, specifically around social customer care in terms of the impacts to the business. So if you didn't catch yesterday's episode, press pause, roll on back, and listen to that. We'll be here for you when you get back. Now, if you've already listened to Monday's episode on what to look for in terms of data, today we're going to dive deep into transparency around Facebook data collection and how you can make sure that your customers are well-informed and know that you are there to help them. But before we get into that, I have a few things that I want to let you know about. First of all, it's only a couple of weeks until Smart Customer Service 2018 at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Hotel. That's April 9th through the 11th, and I will be speaking there. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash smart2018 to get more details about the event, how you can register, and if you're going to go, Email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com or hit me up on Twitter at, at @fsoche so that we can get together, grab a coffee or some lunch, and I can find out more about what you've got going on with your digital and social customer care program. If you can't make it, don't worry, I will have a pregame where I'll talk about some things that I'll be interested in, and then I'll also do a postgame episode to bring you back whatever tidbits I can that would be interesting to us from running digital and social customer care perspective. And I also want to let you know that I will be covering and moderating at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West, which is June 7th through the 8th in sunny San Diego. 
Normally, this event only has an East Coast leg in the fall, but this year, as a special treat, they've added a West Coast leg to this conference that will be in June in San Diego, so it should be nice and warm and sunny, I would imagine. Make sure that you go check that event out at sociallysupportive.com slash CSSWest. This is an event, if you're running digital and social customer care, that you do not want to miss because there are so many sessions that are specific to running digital and social customer care, and you get a lot of great insights. There are a lot of experts and thought leaders there. And my experience has been, I've been attending since 2011, I think, is that the leadership and the thought leaders are very accessible. You can have conversations with anybody running their programs and all the folks that have services like I do. I provide coaching and consulting services. And if you want to learn more about my consulting and coaching services, you can head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the work with Frankie button at the top of the page, and it will take you right over to learn how you can work with me directly. There are a lot of thought leaders, vendors, technology vendors that are going to be there. So make sure that you check this event out. You can go to sociallysupportive.com slash CSSWest to find out that information. Let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration was yesterday's inspiration, but bears repeating. It is from Andrew Lewis, who said, if you're not paying for it, you're not the customer you're the product being sold. And from yesterday as well, but worth repeating is the video of the day, Television Delivers People by Richard Sarah and Carlotta Fay Schoolman. And I want to digress for just a second. I want to talk to you about this video for a second. I really encourage you to take a moment and watch this video It is very insightful because this video comes from 1973, and it is Richard Serra and Carlotta Faye Schoolman explaining how it is that television sells advertising to companies, and really, the product that's being delivered is not television shows. The product that is being delivered is the audience. Wow. And that goes together with Andrew Lewis is saying, if you're not paying for it, you're not the customer, you're the product being sold. And it's interesting that all the way back in 1973, that Richard, Sarah and Carlotta Faye Schoolman were trying to let consumers know that this is the case with television. And regardless of the medium, now we've moved into social media that is still the case. There is a product that is being sold. People use Facebook for free and they see these advertisements. Advertisers can do a lot of very specific targeted marketing based on interests and types of profession you're in and whether you enjoy workout information. There's all kinds of demographic targeting that can be done inside of Facebook where people can pinpoint information at you. Now, part of this is very convenient because we see the effects of it using social media by things like targeted advertising following us around the internet. 
And this is convenient because we're seeing things that are relevant to us. We're being reminded about a pair of shoes that we wanted to buy but forgot to get through the checkout process. Or maybe they're showing us something that we might like based on something else that we did like. That's great. But what is on the other side of that in the balance is we're giving up a lot of data and that means we're giving up a lot of privacy in order to have this convenience. So this is all about making people aware of what's happening so that they're not passively letting go of information so that they can be actively aware of what's happening. So we are talking about transparency around Facebook data collection. Today's episode was informed by Facebook's news release titled Suspending Cambridge Analytica and SCL Group from Facebook, which was written by Paul Gruel, March 16th of 2018. He's VP and Deputy General Counsel at Facebook, so that's where the information is informed. So I'm going to recap a little bit. I shared this yesterday, but just in case you missed yesterday's episode and didn't pause to go listen to it again, maybe you're short on time, I'll break it down pretty quickly for you. But still, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode 148, Reporting on Facebook Use. Okay, so Cambridge Analytica, according to Wikipedia, is a British political consulting firm which combines data mining, data brokerage, and data analysis with strategic communication for the electoral process. So according to their CEO, Alexander Nix, he claimed the company was involved in 44 U.S. political races in 2014. Then in 2015, they did data analysis for Ted Cruz's presidential campaign. And then in 2016, they both worked on Donald Trump's presidential campaign and also worked on the Leave.eu campaign, which had to do with Brexit. So really what's happening is their analytics are informing hugely important events in politics both in the US and in the EU, at least that we know of. And what happened is that March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, news broke in The Observer and The New York Times that an academic at Cambridge named Alexander Kogan made an app called This Is Your Digital Life. And the New York Times article said, and I quote, harvested private information from the Facebook profiles of more than 50 million users without their permission, making it one of the largest data leaks in the social network's history. Still quoting, the breach allowed the company to exploit the private social media activity of a huge swath of the American electorate, developing techniques that underpinned its work on President Trump's campaign in 2016. So when Kogan made this app, it claimed to be compiling the data for academic purposes, which was misleading. Now, later that same day, March 17th of 2018, Facebook's VPN Deputy General Counsel, Paul Gruel, issued a news release titled Suspending Cambridge Analytica and SCL Group from Facebook. 
So here's what he wrote in that news release. He clarified that there was no data breach, but that Kogan, quote, requested and gained access to information from users who chose to sign up to his app and everyone involved did give their consent. He also said, quote, that Kogan violated Facebook's platform policies, which are linked inside of the show notes at sociallysupportive.com slash episode 149, that those platform policies were violated by Kogan because he passed data from an app that was using a Facebook login, and he passed that data to SCL Cambridge Analytica, a firm that does political, government, and military work around the globe. He also, Kogan, claimed that the This Is Your Digital Life app was a research app developed by a psychologist that offered a personality prediction. So the app did offer personality prediction, but he was not clear and forthright about what he was going to be doing with the data. He didn't tell people that he would be sharing data or that he was doing anything else with it. Now, Facebook's Gruel also shared that 270,000 people downloaded the app and gave Kogan consent for access to three pieces of data, the city set on their profile, content they liked, and information about friends who had privacy settings that would allow that access. So those are the three particular pieces of data the app requested And when you accepted that app and downloaded it, those are the three pieces of data that were going to be delivered over to Kogan. And that was from 270,000 people. Now, if we roll back, though, it said that private information from the Facebook profiles of more than 50 million users were given without their permission. So that's because 270,000 people and their friends that didn't have privacy settings set to exclude friends of friends being able to see their data. That's where all of that got from 270,000 to 50 million. So it spread almost like a virus, I would say. Now, Facebook learned of this policy violation back in 2015, according to Gruel. And then they removed his app from Facebook and demanded certifications from all parties that the data was deleted. But recently, Facebook became aware of claims that the data hadn't been deleted. And so now, today in 2018, they're working to determine the accuracy of those claims. And Gruel went on to remind us that over the past five years, Facebook has worked to improve their, quote, ability to detect and prevent violations by app users. So all of this... How can you use all of this information to help your customers trust you? Well, first, why do you need them to trust you? Because the public at large has come out with this hashtag, delete Facebook, meaning that they are wanting to get rid of using Facebook altogether. They feel like they've been tricked and duped. They're not in a place where they're feeling very trusting of Facebook in general. And you're providing customer care over Facebook. So regardless of whether you even have an app or whether you are just doing customer care over Facebook, some of that distrust could be getting on your company. So it makes it really important for all companies when something like this happens 
to just double down on their efforts to show customers that they can trust the company that they're doing business with. So how can you help your customers trust you? Three ways I am going to share with you. The first way is to make them feel comfortable. I say that you can make them feel comfortable by reminding them of your company's mission and your company's values. Reassure them that your company is there to do a good job for them to provide a valuable service or product and that you want to have a great relationship with them, that they're, you're there to serve them, not to trick them or take something from them like information that you don't need to rightfully have. Second of three is give your customers the facts. Tell them things like what data it is that you're asking for and then how you're going to be using that data. And also let them know candidly that deleting your Facebook account does not delete the data that they have already accumulated on you. So if a customer is talking to you about this Facebook issue, it's okay to let them know that Facebook is not going to delete all the previous information they collected on the customer just because they delete today. Whatever's already out there is already out there. That's a fact. And it's okay to share that with your customers. The third of three things is a little deeper. I say provide access to data to your customers. Give your customers access to information that they need. Now, Facebook already tells you what happens and what you're giving up. And there's a lot of information on Facebook.com that you can use in order to keep yourself educated and informed. But the reality is the large majority of people who are using Facebook are not digging in and reading the reams of information that Facebook has made available to its users to understand what's really happening. I think that if people did that, they would definitely be a little scared when they see what it actually says. But people have given up rights to privacy for convenience and access to their friends and family and updates and news and being able to be plugged in to this section of the internet where their friends are. So you can help by now at this point when people are getting concerned about it by advocating and giving them access to this data. And I have shared with you links to six different places where Facebook has data that might be of interest to customers who you are serving on social media. So feel free to go access those links over at sociallysupported.com slash episode 149. And I'll tell you a little bit about them here in just a second. But first, your own company data could be of interest to your customers too. First of all, you probably have a privacy statement that gets sent out to your customers annually that talks about when you collect information from people, what do you do with that information? What can they expect will happen with that information? Now would be a really good time to track down that privacy statement and have it handy for customers because they are a little more sensitive right now to data and how companies are using it. Another piece of data that's very relevant when you're providing customer support in digital channels are your house rules for your digital properties. You want to make sure that you're being transparent about the way that you interact and engage and treat customers 
and what is expected of them when they come to your digital properties to engage with you. You can refer to episode 81, House Rules for Your Digital Properties, if you don't have house rules yet and need some guidance on what should be included in those house rules. Now, the third is what I referred to just a little bit ago, links to Facebook information. So here are six different pieces of information that Facebook has that could be interesting to your customers right now. If you have an app on Facebook that customers can download, these are very good pieces of information to share with them. The first one is the app review process. What is it that Facebook is making companies do now in this app review process to make sure that companies are fairly using your information and not getting more information that they need? Also, second of six is how to control permissions for an app or a game. There are some choices that Facebook users can make as to how much information they want to give you. Also, third of six is how to manage or revoke those permissions step by step. Fourth of six is how to block and unblock an app or a game. And fifth of six is what happens when you block and unblock an app or a game. Specifically in there, it does say that whatever information a company has already obtained from you is not going to be deleted from that repository just because an app has been blocked or a game has been blocked. And sixth of six is possible user data Facebook apps can access. Now, just for your own edification, I would take a look at that. There are so many different pieces of data that Facebook apps can access from people who are downloading. You'll be amazed at what all is in there if you've not seen it before. So follow these three steps, make your customers feel comfortable, give them the facts and provide them access to data about your company. You can't control what Facebook is doing, but you can certainly do your best to make your customers feel comfortable interacting with you over social channels. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So, head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com now to learn more. All right, guys, this has been Tech Tuesday where we talked about how you can be transparent around Facebook data collection. We will be continuing with Facebook this week, all this week. And tomorrow on Wisdom Wednesday, we'll be talking about Facebook restrictions on personal data access and what that means to you. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.